0: Welcome back to the
1: last installment of Community Week on the MarTech Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Knit. Knit is a dynamic ad insertion platform that allows you to reach your target audience with podcast ads on premium podcast content like CNN, Bleacher Report, and TMZ. Knit is a self-service platform with no minimum order sizes, so it's easy to test no matter the size of your business or your budget. And you can choose which shows, geographies, and keywords you want to target. I'm a Knit customer and can vouch that it's an easy and cost-efficient way to market your product or service. If you're interested in learning about Knit, click the link in our show notes or go to benjshap.com slash Knit, that's K-N-I-T, to book a strategy session and I will personally help you set up your first campaign. That's benjshap.com slash Knit, K-N-I-T, to start building your audience with Knit. Bringing podcast advertising to the people. That's Knit. This week, we're going to do a deep dive into one of the most important and sometimes overlooked channels of marketing, community. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know to build, grow, and engage a community centered around your brand. Joining us for community week is Rachel McCool, who is the senior community manager at GoDaddy. Prior to her current role, Rachel's also been the leader of community growth and management for couple of companies you might have heard of called eBay and Facebook. So far this week, we've talked about the value of community, the infrastructure you need, how to get your community built from the ground up, how to drive engagement, and today, to wrap up Community Week, we're going to discuss how to keep your community on your side. Here's the last installment of Community Week with Rachel McCool from GoDaddy. Rachel, we're close to the finish line. Welcome back for the final episode of Community Week on the Martech podcast.
2: Is it really our final episode? I'm sad. I may have to come back again, Ben.
1: We would love to have you come back. By all means, we don't have to wrap this up anytime soon, but there are only five days in the week. (laughs) So let's talk about one of the more interesting facets of community. How do you stop your community from becoming an angry mob?
2: (laughs) First of all, and we've talked about this, a lot of community building is relationship building. And I personally feel the most successful relationships are people who are communicating, who are being straightforward and honest. And if you've established that baseline with your customers, that goes a long way to building that trust. And if you have trust, then people will generally be pretty kind about interacting with you. The companies and the customer bases And I've talked to lots of different companies who have had customer bases who have been really angry with them. And when I've asked them about why, what did they do that created these issues, it's generally been that they've made changes without notifying their community that the changes were coming They've actually promised something and then didn't fulfill the promise. There's a gamut of things that companies do that maybe with good intentions, but it backfires on them. And then that can create an angry mob.
1: So there are going to be times when you have a community, and I'm specifically thinking back to our time at eBay There was a very active seller community, people that were listing products on the eBay platform, a lot of them at scale, high volume sellers, very active and engaged in the community. And there was a time when eBay, for business reasons, needed to change their compensation structure to their community. And honestly, this came down to you're probably going to get paid a little less to do the same thing. Not a message that people generally receive very well. So when you have to break the bad news, sure, there's a rationale behind it, but nobody wants to hear they're getting a pay cut. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M U T I N E X.co. I'm just using eBay as an example. When you have to break the bad news, what's the way to soften the blow and explain to your community what's happening in a way that lessens the impact and the sort of vitriol that gets displayed back on your community pages?
2: I think it depends on the topic. So talking about price change, no customer likes to have a price increase. And you could do all of the research upfront and ask people, and pretty much most customers are going to tell you that, no, I don't like a price increase. So in a scenario like that, I think, again, it's just important to try to be as upfront as possible. If you can give rationale as to why you're doing this price increase, great. But sometimes, an a great example with eBay, when we used to do price increases, is that we're a publicly traded company. We were a company in the business to make money. We had shareholders, and so we raised prices. And people didn't like that, and they told us that they didn't like that. So that's a scenario that sometimes you just have to be prepared to manage. And when I say be prepared, don't just write up something, pop it out there and have no discussion with employees about how are we going to manage once we launch this communication? How are we going to manage customer reaction or investor reaction or all of the different communication channels? You have to be prepared. And when I say be prepared, then you should have develop a list of questions that you think you're going to get asked potentially by your customers, and then try to come up with answers to those questions. And that can make a world of difference being prepared versus not prepared when you get taken kind of off guard and people start slinging questions at you and you're just not ready. And then sometimes employees will write things that you're like, ooh, they shouldn't have said that. So that's for things like price changes. For other changes, because all companies make changes to their products and services, I think, again, to be able to work ahead of time with a group of customers that you trust, maybe put them under non-disclosure agreements, have those conversations with them about the changes, and really field the questions early about those types of changes, then again, you're going to be much better prepared on the type of announcement communication you want to write about the change, and also being ready with the types of questions that you may get asked about that. And in my experience, again, the more honest you can be in your communications, the better people will receive it. They may not like it, but they actually appreciate you being honest. And then because of that trust relationship that's established, they may be angry with you for a little bit, but they'll move on. The scenarios of people trying to BS their way through changes and why they're doing something usually backfires on companies when they take that approach.
1: I think that there's a similar approach to when you're starting your community is you start with a small group of trusted community members and you are trying to understand what the reaction will be so you can be prepared for a larger audience. Obviously, there's a little nuance there because once you start telling people about a change, the word can get out and then you don't control the message. But understanding what the likely reactions of your community members are and being prepared to answer them. I also think a little bit of this is positioning where not explaining just what is happening, but why it's happening and what the expected impact is. There's a big difference between we're going to raise our prices so your business is going to be less profitable and we're sorry, to we're going to raise prices this is going to affect you starting in January. And the rationale for us doing this is so we can invest more in marketing to bring more buyers to your store. I'm kind of dancing around using eBay as an example, but giving a rationale and showing that the company is trying to invest in the long term health of not only the community, but the business softens the message and makes it more digestible. And making sure that you're positioning your community to be an advocate for the community members, not just a one-sided relationship. You mentioned in the beginning, if you have a good relationship with people, they're going to give you more leniency. Right. You still have to keep the communication lines open, but all the legwork that you did engaging your community is really going to affect you when you have to deliver the bad news.
2: Right. One of the things that I'm impressed with that eBay does now is I think they do changes either once or twice a year and they announce quite a bit ahead of time before any changes take place and gives their sellers, the opportunity to look at their businesses and make adjustments for those changes. And sometimes, you know, they decrease prices or they offer some kind of special pricing depending on the amount of sales that you do. And I've really appreciated that approach when both of us were there to where they are now. And I think that's a great example of learning from your customers and reactions from customers in some of the approaches that you've taken over time. And I continue to be an eBay customer and I appreciate that. I appreciate the time that they give their sellers to kind of really adjust for whatever change is coming.
1: The lessons that I'm hearing from you are don't surprise people. Be prepared. Take a sample with a trusted group and try to build a strategy to make sure that you're managing the process as much as you can and be open and honest and try to paint whatever changes you're making to be for the greater benefit of your community, even if they are painful in the short term. Any other last tips for how to make sure that your community remains your advocate and doesn't turn into an angry mob?
2: Just being genuine is so important. And you'll find that, at least in my experience, a lot of people who manage communities are really good down-to-earth people and care a lot about customers and doing the right thing. And people see that. That's important. And that really helps to grow and establish certainly a community. But also, as you look to potentially do other things in the future, being able to have those solid relationships that you can count on with customers to expand out other things that you might want to do futuristically.
1: You know, at the end of every episode since the Martech podcast has launched, I say the words, My advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. And it may sound a little like a campy tagline, but there is a lot of truth to that. And I think that building community as someone who worked at eBay and saw buyers and sellers in both communities and has focused on building content businesses for a large portion of his career and even as a consultant. The relationships that you build, even if they are at scale, like GoDaddy and like eBay, where there are tens of thousands of customers and lots of relationships happening all at once, There is no way to replace just having a genuine focus on your customer's best interests and giving them a place where they can not only talk about how they feel about your company and your brand, but also where they can be heard. So while community people might not think of as a customer acquisition channel a lot of the time, to me, it is one of the backbones of every business and every marketing strategy is how do you build and manage relationships with your customers, whether it's a few select people? or tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands to millions... Making sure that you have a relationship with them is what really matters at the end of the day. So with that said, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us for Community Week. It's been a pleasure to catch up and to have you on the podcast. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. If you'd like more of Rachel's tips for building an effective community strategy, you can get in touch with her by clicking on the link in our show notes, or you can find her on LinkedIn and on Twitter, where her handle is Rachel McCool, R-A-C-H-E-L-M-A-K-O-O-L. A special thanks to Knit for sponsoring this podcast. If you're interested in testing podcast advertising as a marketing channel, click the link in our show notes or go to benjshap.com knit, that's K-N-I-T, to book a strategy session with me where I'll personally help you set up your first Knit campaign. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries and transcripts of all of our episodes. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com slash question, where you could submit questions which we'll answer live on our show. And of course, you can reach out on social media. My personal handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got some great episodes lined up over the next couple of weeks. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed next week. Okay, that's it for today, and that's it for Community Week. Thanks for joining us, and until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.